A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I'm your host, Jeff Roberts, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Matt Wyke. What's going on today, Matt? Not much. We're, we're getting it done early. Instead of at night, we're doing it in the afternoon, and uh, I think it'll be a nice change. Get a, a free Tuesday night. How about you? What's what's new over on your end? Yeah, same. I just, uh, the wife is at school, so... Um, she gets out around six, so we, you know, we figured rather than doing the show right, pretty much right when she gets home at six thirty or seven, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So today I was like, oh, let's do it early. So uh, it works out on our end as well. Although Tuesday's my day off, and I do like having the day to kind of like ponder the topics and try to think of stuff. I kind of, I mean, Tuesday is largely for me committed to I mean at least mentally committed to central bodybuilding like it's always something I'm like "Ah, I'm trying to think about things to talk about you know and actually this week is is not bad there's a few things obviously we had the Super Bowl we had a new uh probably the best generation iron video they've ever done um I think it's the only one I've ever watched the whole thing I would be honest with you besides when they had Leon and he told them how much their movie sucked (laughs) but uh and then we had some you know gossip over on the rx side that's that's always good to talk about too so uh, i think it's going to be a good show and it's always you, you never really know this time of year you know if it's going to be if there's going to be anything to talk about it's it becomes very difficult and i don't want to be like you know some of the other shows talk about i mean we do it a little bit but i just don't think people give a shit about our personal lives like i don't know i just think a lot of shows end up they, they, they don't have anything to talk about, so they fault to, like, oh, yeah, well, like, Dave and Chris talking about, like, Dave talking about going to Golden Corral, like, what do you... I'll be like, honest, that's that's getting old. <laughs> who the... Like, why do you think, like, I love Dave Palumbo, don't get me wrong, but, like, why do you think anyone cares about that? Like, if, if like, my favorite person in the... Like, I don't want to hear about Arnold going there. I don't want to... Like, what is that? Like, no one gives a shit about that, and it's not even part of the radio show, and it's not just them, either. A lot of people do it. They're, like start talking about how they oh this was this and when i grew up and it's just like man like once in a while like we had a show where we talked about how we got into bodybuilding but at least it was directly related to bodybuilding and it ended up not really being about us it ended up being about those the things that get people into bodybuilding you know it wasn't like you and i talking about what we do on a daily basis or oh man i was at the at work the other day it's just like i don't know that type of stuff i think for the most part will bore people. And it just, it just seems like, I don't know. It seems like cheesy and 
Anyone can get on the radio and talk about their what they did <laughs> like the other day. You know, it's just I don't know. It's kind of crazy, but um, I'm not gonna talk about how I like I need to buy a new fish tank or how fucking you know tax returns and shit. It's just like no one cares about the everyday shit that everyone else does. Um, but with that, I think where we decided to start with the so if, if if nobody's seen it or whoever's listening has not stumbled across this yet, Generation Iron put up a video of uh, it was kind of a weird slightly discombobulated video of it was partly Steve Weinberger um like critiquing how a this men's physique guy was posing which to me is like I mean nails on a on a chalkboard it's just like I don't know I mean I don't I, I don't, didn't, I didn't I, even like his physique Yeah I mean he he was like he had a good physique I mean but in in like Compared to the top guy, I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't see it. Compared to the top guys, like no, I mean, and just the other thing that struck me about that kid, he said he said he was like a week out. I'm pretty sure he fucking was like about to die in that video because you could hear like in his voice, like when someone's super dehydrated, you start to hear it in their mouth. You know, they get that dry mouth, and you start hearing like the, they're like, oh, it's like it, it, it's. It's like if you hear a bodybuilding interview from any bodybuilder right after the show, they have this like their mouth is so dry that you kind of like hear it open or <laughs> like you could that kid had that so bad. I feel like he probably took like fucking a bunch of diazide for this fucking photo shoot because he was so nervous and he's just like, I don't know, he's probably about to die. But anyways, yeah, it's him like saying, oh, chest up and all this, but like the, the most I mean, it's hard to think of. I'm, I'm into bodybuilding. It's hard to think of a a less interesting thing than Steve Weinberger uh, telling a fucking men's physique guy how to keep his chest up and stay wide. Um, but the other part of the video was this kind of back and forth with Steve and these two other guys. I don't even know who they were um, talking back and forth with Kai Green about the um, sort of where bodybuilding is heading. And Kai is was insinuating that. Um, bodybuilding is kind of dying and these other divisions are taking over. They're pulling from the bodybuilding and, um, you know, in a nutshell that he doesn't think his sport is, is long for this world, you know, where, and, and then Steve is like, absolutely not. Bodybuilding's not going anywhere. It's as popular as ever. This is the main attraction, all this stuff. So it, it was an interesting dynamic because whenever Kai Green talks like, Whenever he doesn't do his philosophical horse cockery, he's very interesting to listen to because you actually get to listen to him, you know? He wasn't being like, well, you know, if if the opportunity arose that the, uh, the, the, the moon lined up with the stars and we had this situation, it's like he actually just spoke to him like back and forth and he, and you could see, you could, at least I feel like, I could see his little his little smirks were basically saying you're so fucking wrong. You know, did you see that in the video? Like, like he would say something, and then Steve would come back with some like very bad analogy or something, and you you get that kind of half smile that Kai does, and I could just it it just looked like a smile that was was insinuating like 
you're completely wrong, but I'm not going to say it because I want to respect you, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny. And, and there were a few instances where um, Steve even told the camera guy, cut that out. Because he didn't he didn't want, I guess, everybody to hear what he just said. Because he said, yeah, at one point he said, the, everyone goes for the Olympia for the Mr. Olympia, even the Miss Olympias. Like, what? No, like... Dude, if you asked, no, they don't. What fucking female competitor gives a shit about the open men? Most, if you if you pulled a hundred female random female competitors at the Olympia and asked them who, uh, asked them who fucking you know, Sean Roden was, they wouldn't they wouldn't even know. They don't know who they don't know who Sean Ray is. It's like, and then he's like, cut that out. And it's like, <laughs> but then they kept it in. You know, it it really looked kind of like. It was odd. I think, as I think about it, I think this video in general is a sign of bodybuilding dying. This video of Steve Weinberger trying to defend bodybuilding and saying "cut that out" and shit. In it, in it, like the 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 video itself is kind of proving Kai's point, you know, in my opinion, because yeah, like you said, he's like. Why would I don't know if if it wasn't then why would this video wouldn't even be significant but yeah I don't know I thought it was funny how Kai was like that little smile he does where he's like you're out of your mind you know yeah I mean it's he, he <laughs> I couldn't even count the the number of times that he smirked like just looking at Steve like are, are you being serious or or not and and Kai himself he was like look you know I'm I'm just looking out for for my sport you know I want. I want to hear your opinion of of what you see bodybuilding turning into. And I mean, Kai brought up a, a, a lot of good points. I mean, he asked good questions, like you know, where where does he think that classic is going to go? But I, I don't agree with Steve saying, oh well, you know, those guys they're gonna they're gonna hit a point where they're just too big for their divisions and they're gonna move up to the open. Like that, what? Like there, there's no way that they could place that well. I mean, maybe they could jump into the 212, but even then, you're going up against mass freaks. I mean, the guys that are in classic physique and uh, men's physique, they're they're more along the lines of of some tall guys, you know, taller guys. So it's going to be more difficult for them to jump in the mix with the 212 guys who are you know five foot two, five foot one, whatever. I I, I don't see it. So I think Steve is delusional that he thinks that bodybuilding is, you know, the upper echelon of, of, of the whole industry. And okay, right now it is, it's putting butts in seats, but if he doesn't think that bodybuilding is dying, uh, I would have to disagree with him. Yeah. And I think the whole, the, the whole, the first thing I wrote down in my notes is how, like, I'm an analogy guy. I love analogies. I think they're the best way to, to explain something. You just you flip it into something that other people understand. Um, but one thing that really irks me are bad analogies. Uh, like Chris Aceto loves analogies, but man, he's bad at them. He throws out some analogies that make my head hurt. Um, and some are good, but he's an analogy. I, I just don't think he – I think he like – like one time he compared magazine contracts to getting married. Like what do you – what? That is so bad. Like, there's not even a remote comparison there. But uh, he made, he makes this analogy to, oh, well, when you're a lightweight boxer, you want to become a heavyweight. It's like, well, first of all, 
that's even if that were true, which is not, it, it's it doesn't work because let's say you start in men's physique and you compete for however long, then you go to then you go to classic physique and you compete forever long. Then you go to the oh, like what what is what do you like? There's no you can't. Where is the time coming from? You can't have a guy who like grow, like what do you mean like so he's gonna grow out a men's physique at what age is that gonna happen like he's got to get a good enough physique to be so good at men's physique that he's too big and then he has to grow out a classic physique and then he has to get good enough to be in the open it's like that's not gonna happen there's no there's no there's no time for that if you so in other words if you have a guy who wants to be a bodybuilder and he's 20 years old he can dedicate his time to being a bodybuilder. Like, it's not easy. It's not like you you can't just train differently and for a different physique and different way of posing and everything and then just, you know, slowly become a bodybuilder. It just doesn't work that way. I don't, I don't see how he thinks that making this – like, in other words, if there was only bodybuilding and these, like, talented young kids were doing – they were going for bodybuilding – there, there's going to be way more good bodybuilders. Even if the other divisions are leading to bodybuilding, there's still going to be way more because you know for – you can't it, – it's it's irrefutable that some of them will stay in those divisions. And it's also irrefutable that by the time they get to bodybuilding, they're going to be older. They're not going to be as good. It's just like they're, they're more likely to get injured along the way because they're not just getting into bodybuilding. Like the, it, it's, it's like a – bodybuilding is not boxing and the other thing is what is the incentive why would a kid right now who's competing in a classic physique what incentive is there for him to go into open bodybuilding like it's less healthy it's less appealing to the masses there's still no money it's not like you're going to go into the open unless you're a complete freak of nature which we're going to assume these people we're talking about are not because they're one in a million or billion. So what is the incentive there? You think, okay, I'm I'm owning classic physique. I look awesome. I can be in commercials. I can be in movies. I'm like the the, the best-looking guy in the whole fucking state. Yeah, I'm going to keep growing and, and, and grow into this monster that nobody likes what they look like, super like jeopardize my health and make no more money, maybe less because I become – I become less marketable. Like, what do you, like, that's not, now, obviously, you're going to have the people who just love bodybuilding and want to be bodybuilders, but those people will go into bodybuilding anyways. They, they wouldn't, they wouldn't end up in fucking classic physique. If you want to be a bodybuilder and you're a bodybuilder's bodybuilder, you're not going to end up like, let's say a guy like Juan Morel coming up as a young kid. If he was coming up, if Juan Morel was 20 years old right now, he could do classic he could smoke everyone in classic if he wanted to, but he wouldn't because he's a bodybuilder. It just doesn't make sense. Like, and it's the same with boxing, really. If you think about it, I don't think I don't know boxing, but do boxers like strive to go to a heavier weight class? And even if they do, I'm pretty sure the heavier weight classes make more money, and your physique doesn't get less attractive to people. You don't become less healthy. Like, there's no. There's no negative to going up a weight class and being good in boxing. There's a whole bunch of negatives. The only positive in bodybuilding 
is for your own personal interest, which if it was already there, you wouldn't be in those other divisions in the first place. So that, that analogy, like I understand where he's coming from saying like, Oh, they, it puts, you know, people are look, you know, they, they come to the shows for bodybuilding and so on and so forth. Like I, yeah, because like I've said a million times in this show, the other divisions don't have fans. They're, they're entry fee people, but they don't, the competitors, there's no fans. Like how many kids do you think have Sadiq Hodzvik on their wall? Think about that shit. Or who's the best? Uh, J- Jeremy Boindia. How many fucking 16 year old kids you think have Jeremy Boindia posters on their wall? Zero. Zero. How many kids back in the day had Arnold and Ronnie? I had all of them. You know, like it, it, it's, it's like, there's no fans of that shit. It's not fucking unique enough. I've said it a million times. I'm not going to say it again, but there's no fans of it at all. So of course, bodybuilding is the main attraction because it's, it has there's nothing competing against it. That doesn't mean that it's not dying. It doesn't mean that there's way less people, you know, pursuing it and everything. And, you know, like, like Kai's saying, and, and all of this goes back to the whole idea of these other divisions pulling talent away from bodybuilding. Anyone who thinks that these divisions are not pulling talent from bodybuilding is like the most, that is so hyper delusional. Like, how can you say that making an easier division that's just as lucrative, healthier, easier, easier is a big one. You're more likely to be successful. You're more attractive to the general population. You're more marketable. How can you say that those divisions are not going to take away from bodybuilding? It's like, it's completely asinine. And I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just don't think, what did you make of the whole, uh, I guess Steve Weinberger's, um, his, his, uh, I guess rally cry for body for, for these, for these, not, not bodybuilding, not dying specifically, but, but the actual idea that these divisions will be stepping stones into the open and it won't take away from bodybuilding. Well, first off, I agree with everything that you said, and I don't really agree with much of what Steve has, has said about it. I mean, I get it. Bodybuilding the open is is kind of like going to the circus. You know, everybody goes for the freak show. They want to see the big, bulky, muscular, veiny, grainy, you know, dice to the socks type of things. But it's like nobody wants to be that person. It's it's the same thing as is like you're going to the zoo. You go for the main attraction. You're like, wow, that's really cool to watch. But that's about as far as it goes. I mean, Kai himself said, look, you know. Nobody is getting – I mean it, Arnold was an exception. Lou Ferrigno was an exception. Obviously, um, you had you know Kevin Lavroni. He was in a couple movies as well. But it's not like you're getting these big, bulky bodybuilders you know, getting acting roles in, in big feature films and all of this stuff. I mean The Rock, the Rock is nowhere close to what these guys are getting up on stage in the open. I, I'm sorry. He's a big guy, but right. – He's you like anybody it, else. You should preface he's, it with saying like, explain why you brought that up because that was a that was a that was a point of contention in their discussion where, um, Kai brings up, well, if I'm gonna make a movie or a mainstream video, I'm gonna choose these like great looking guys with the smaller physiques over the bodybuilders, and then Steve says, well, what about Arnold? What about The Rock? You know, that's why that's why Matt brought that up. 
Yeah, and I mean it goes down to every single movie that's out there. Look at all these chick flicks, uh, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey or, or whatever it's called. You know, they want to see the the dude with abs. You know, the not the surfer boy type of look, but you know that type of physique where it's not overly muscular and veiny, but you know, obviously their body fat is low enough. They have a great six pack, and that's appealing to the masses. And and Kai is spot on. I mean, he's in a niche of the market right now that is very small. And for him to ever go mainstream is is not likely. I mean, unless you're going for a, a Planet Fitness commercial like they did in the past or a Taco Bell where it had, <laughs> you know, Cali Muscle and Mike O'Hearn and, and all these other guys eating and drinking and, and whatnot. Um, it's, it's not going to happen. That's, that's just not what directors are, are looking for. It's not appealing. So therefore it's not going to sell. So, I mean, you will have those, those cases where it fits a certain role, but you know, 90 plus percent of the time it's not. So I don't agree with what Steve is saying that, that he's like, oh, well, you know, bodybuilding, it, you know, that's the bee's knees. That's, that's the, the, the whole reason why people get into the sport and and all of these, you know, smaller athletes and competitors, you know, they strive to be the bodybuilders. No, they don't. I, I swear to God, if you go up to any of the physique guys, you talk to Jason Poston or or any of those guys, and you say, hey, do you want to be a bodybuilder like the guys in the open? I can guarantee without even batting an eye, they're going to say no, because it's it's not what they want. It's it's not who who they want to become. It's not their identity. It's not their brand. It's totally different. You're taking, even if, yeah, even if they want to, they may, they may want to look like that. Some of them, but they're not going to take the necessary steps. So they're, you know, they're, they could say no for two different reasons. They, you're right. They say no, but they could be saying no because they just genuinely don't want to look like that. Or they could say no because they can't look like that. They can't tolerate that, that level of, supplementation they can't tolerate that weight they can't you know so like it it, it cuts both ways you're totally well, let's, right let's be honest bodybuilding and in the fitness industry in general it's it's a business these days it's not just entertainment like it was back in the day where you know you were kind of getting peanuts for winning shows i mean bodybuilders these days they make good money if they are placing first and second everybody else it, it doesn't matter so in my opinion, and I know you and I don't really agree with physique and and those types of even bikini, uh, if we want to talk about the, the female side of the industry, you know, it, that's where people are going to make the most money for not being one of the top competitors because you can be top five in bodybuilding but only really make money if you're first or second, whereas – if you're top five in, say, men's physique or even classic, sure, you might make a little bit of money, but you're going to make more money on getting different roles. You know, if you have a good, you know, agent and they're out there pushing for you, you're going to get into different ads for different brands. You could get into movie roles. You can get on television shows and sitcoms. Your, your worth in the industry is small compared to what it is if you're looking at the whole market for what your um, physique and look brings to the table. So, you know, for longevity, 
I I don't blame the guys that are in classic and men's physique for not wanting to go into the open or 212 or or get bigger. You know, obviously we're not going to single everybody out, like you said, and 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 say nobody wants to become, you know, an open competitor who's currently not. But you know, for the masses, it's it's more advantageous for them to stay the size that they are because it makes them more marketable for mainstream. Right. Yeah, I, I just agree. I just think Steve is is delusional in his thought about bodybuilding. You know, he kind of bashed Arnold and and the greats of of the early uh, bodybuilding era, and and that's fine. He he has his right to his opinion. I personally think it's wrong. You know, he thinks that oh, you know, Arnold can't compete with the guys that are on stage today. Well, well, no kidding. And then Steve just completely you know put his own foot in his mouth with the comment by saying, well, you know. It's just because the sport has evolved and it continues to evolve. Well, n- no kidding. But, you know, you can't take away the fact that, you know, Arnold was the Phil Heath of his era. So, yes, of course Arnold's going to look at that and say, I like that better than, you know, what bodybuilding has become now because that's that's what he's used to. That's what he lived. I mean, that would be like – me doing something in in the fitness industry a certain way and then it evolves and I'm still stuck in my old my old ways of what worked for me and I don't want to change I don't want to conform to to the new reality and the new evolution of what has become the industry so it, you know I just don't overall agree with what Steve is saying you know from from many different aspects and I think Kai even though sometimes we're very critical of Kai I think he asked the right questions and I think he knew what the answer was and I think he really wanted to call bullshit when Steve was talking but he didn't want to be disrespectful so he just kind of gave his little smirk but uh yeah I I don't think Kai was buying anything that Steve Steve was laying down at all no and I I, I mean I, I need to say this I think this notion that bodybuilding was more popular back in the day because they were more streamlined and Arnold and Franco, that's wrong. That's incorrect. I mean, bodybuilding wasn't more popular back then. It was never popular. And what the physiques look like... So, th- think about it. In the 70s, Arnold was just as outlandish, freaky, nasty looking as the guys are now. Because Arnold was 6'2", 230. And, like, now, like, th- there's guys in movies that have that almost that type of build. So, like, like The Rock, you know, it- it's like, it- it's it's all natural progression. So, I don't think that the bodybuilder, in other words, the bodybuilders in the, not in the 70s and 80s were just as far from mainstream as the new bodybuilders are today because like everything has progressed you can't say that oh it's not popular anymore because the guys are too big like no it's not popular because it's not promoted it's it's based solely on fucking money and getting entry fees it's 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 not popular because of other things like nobody oh it's not attainable like what the fuck does that mean what do you mean? That, so what? No pro sport is attainable. It's, it's no less attainable than any other pro sport. You think you're going to D up LeBron or Steph Curry 
You, like, or are you gonna fucking run with Usain Bolt? None of that shit's attainable. Well, you're not I think gonna it's, play. It's, <clears throat> I think it's different though. I mean, I understand where you're going with that, but bodybuilding, I think, is less attainable than any other sport that's out there because you can you can be a god given athletic type of person. Like you could be born, you know, with with the I don't want to say the athletic gene, but the ability to be athletic. Whereas it's more difficult to become a bodybuilder. Like bodybuilding really doesn't take athletic ability. I mean, you're not running or jumping or, you know, anything like that. So it's, it's kind of its own little entity. And I think it's, it's way further on this, on the spectrum of attainability than any other sport that's out there. I mean, I think you and I would have a better chance of becoming, you know, basketball players than, than we would say, you know, bodybuilders. I think people are, are just more athletic than they are bodybuilding to me it's more grinding and and time in the gym and nutrition than you know athletic ability and i don't think many people will ever achieve you know the what you can attain as a bodybuilder naturally and a lot of people aren't willing to put in uh the money for the drugs and stuff like that to become a bodybuilder whereas i think more people are willing to put in the time and work with coaches and hone their their skills so to speak of maybe you know uh, the the motion or technique or fundamentals of a sport. That's just that's just my opinion. All right, right so, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Well, that last point I think is more a product of the popularity of other sports. But because if bodybuilding was as popular as the NFL, nobody would have a problem eating the chicken and rice and training hard and squatting five hundred. I don't think. But I think I agree with you. But I I disagree with how different you think it is. Like me becoming a pro bodybuilder or a pro basketball player. Those are both. 100% impossibilities. They cannot happen at this point. They can't happen. Nothing in the entire planet can make me become an uh, NBA player or a pro bodybuilder. It's not possible on either way. So, and to say one is more possible than the other, it's like saying the difference between having, you know, being worth 5 billion and being worth 10 billion. It's both an insurmountable amount of money. It doesn't really make, like so I don't think the difference is that great between like me making it to the NFL and me make, making it to the pros. Uh I mean do, you're right bodybuilding is more unattainable, but the whole fans don't want to be like how many people watching the Super Bowl want to be a pro football player? Like one like millionth of a percent? Like nobody wants to be a fucking pro football player. This it's attainability argument is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, I don't want to be, I don't watch, you know, Russell Westbrook and say, oh man, I want to be, you know, I want to average triple double. And it's, it's like stupid. You don't, you, you know, that, that's why we're fans. That's the thing that's missing in bodybuilding. There's no, there's no, like, it's not pr- because of the steroid issue and everything else and people's insecurities. There's no. It's dying because there's no media left, really. There's no there's it's not like listen, the reason the NFL is so popular is because of the fucking media and because it's government funded shit. Like no, no one else likes the, likes football besides us. And it's a fucking religion here. It's it's not if you look if you stick a step back from a world perspective and look at the football, it's a pretty stupid sport like it's a random ass game of all this kicking and punting and field goals and it's just six points and one point and two point it's 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 like a random hodgepodge of of like 
of crap, basically. Like, I understand liking the NFL, liking football, and I, I used to love football, but I'm just saying, like, that's not the, the, the football's not a religion in America because it's a really great game. Because if that were true, it would be it would be like soccer. Like soccer's a really great game. It's simple and it's it's that's a great game. And you can tell because it's popular everywhere. Football's only popular here because it's promoted. People love it. People want to be interested in it. Like there's like a bunch of housewives that are obsessed with football. They don't even know. They can't even, they can, you know, they can't even run without blowing out their hip. Like that's what bodybuilding's missing. It's missing the fandom. There's no, there's no fans of it. It's, it's all like, because there's no promotion of it. It's, it's like this taboo thing. I don't think, I think I'm not saying that's, that's, that's a mendable issue. I'm just saying that's, I think that's why it's not popular. Not because the way the physiques look, I mean, look at the NFL, those guys, first of all, there's a career ending injury in every fucking, every game. There's a career ending injury in the NFL. Like that's not, that, that that's not something that's, that's bad. It's, 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 that football is way more dangerous than fucking bodybuilding. In my opinion, like those guys, like, I mean, I don't, I don't see how being a IFBB pro is less attainable or anything than being an NFL star. Like you can't be an NFL star. I mean, th- these guys are like insane. Th- these guys are five eight, two twenty, running a four two. Like, and they're indestructible human beings. Like, if like I was in good shape, I was strong, I was fast. If one NFL bench warmer tackled me, I'd be done. I'd never play sports again. He'd f- cripple my ass. And I was a seven hundred pound deadlifter. I ran a four six. He'd fucking cripple me. You know, like. It's, I don't see that being the issue. I think the what makes pro sports ultra popular is their unattainability. It's because you watch them and say, like, I can't wait to see the dunk contest. Because the shit they do is not even... It's like insanity what they do. It's completely outlandish, freaky stuff the way they dunk the basketball these days. And it's the same with bodybuilding. So, I mean, I don't think it's the physiques getting too out of control. I think it's just... It's just the way it's not promoted here. And you can see it in India and shit where bodybuilding is huge. They love it. It's just a cultural thing where no one, it's not anywhere and it's just bashed and laughed at. So I don't like when people say, well, if it lo- if the guys looked like Samir Banut these days, and then we would like, no, it wouldn't make it any more popular because there would still be less, people might see it and, and be less grossed out. But it's not going to make it. That's like saying if the football players were slower and the game was a little safer, then it would be more. No, it wouldn't. The more dangerous and freaky the fucking football players are, the better it's, the more popular it's going to be. So I, I don't think, I don't agree with that, that, that like notion of, you know, the bodybuilders are too big. That's why nobody likes it. But, you know, I just, I, I just want to put that out there. But, and the whole thing, you know, you brought up where Steve Weinberger or, or, or Kai's like, these guys aren't promotable. They can't be in videos and they can't be in movies and stuff. Then Weinberger's like, like you said, he put his foot in his mouth. He's like, well, what about, what about Arnold? What about the rock? They're more like bodybuilders. And it's like banging my head against the wall. Like how is the rock like a bodybuilder? I don't understand. Like the rocks like six, four, two Who's six, four, two in bodybuilding. And I, mean, I hate you, to say it, but the rock has a personality. I mean, right. the rock, the rock, let's be honest here. He was in the W people know him too. He was a, he was a, again, he was a, like wrestling as another example, like wrestling, 
I mean, every single fucking wrestler dies of a drug overdose. All of them do. Like, all of them, like, Ultimate Warrior died young. Randy Savage dies young. Eddie Guerrero. Like, Chris Benoit kills his fucking family. They're all addicted to painkillers and shit. And people say, oh, bodybuilding's not popular because of the steroids. It's like, what, what about the WWE? It's the most popular sports entertainment thing in the whole planet. And they're all addicted to drugs and killing, and fucking killing themselves and all this other shit. Like, look at fucking Jake the Snake Roberts and Scott Hall. They're all, they're in wheelchairs and addicted to painkillers at 50 years old. Like, it's, it's, it's not... It, that's not the reason why that it's just it's just things grow via popularity and the more people who like it the more people want to get involved they want to be part of something you know it's not the sport being too extreme but like you said back to the rock the rock was in the wwe which was hugely popular you know you can't compare you can't like for for steve to insinuate that the rock and you're this is where we were going that the rock is in those positions because of his physique is out. That's insane. It has no, it has very little to do with his physique. It has to do with him becoming a global icon in the WWE. And then like you said, his charisma and shit. That's why it doesn't have to do with his physique, which by the way is not even in the same galaxy as a pro bodybuilder. Even the symmetrical guys would eat the rock for breakfast before a workout, you know? And that's that's what I was getting at. I mean, comparing the rock to a bodybuilder is is like comparing me to Michael Jordan. It, it's it's not even on the same planet. I mean, you have guys like Phil Heath who or, or even Kai, if they stood next to the rock, the the rock would look like you or I standing next to them. A basketball um, player. And and that's not that's not meant to be disrespectful to the rock. The rock has a great physique, but I mean, the rock's physique is more like classic physique. I mean, it's it's not the the size of you know what I wouldn't even say that I I, <laughs> I guess that would kind of be an insult to the the classic physique guys. I would kind of put him in between men's physique and classic physique um, because he's he's not overly large, but yet he's not a, a small like surfer type of physique, and he has the personality, he has the charisma. Uh, I mean, The Rock is is probably one of the, the the greatest people, in my opinion, walking the earth these days in terms of overall talent of of what they can do. Closest with, thing to Arnold that we've had. Yeah, I mean, he can do it all. He can he can do the movies. He can do the TV. He can do radio. He has the voice. I mean, shit, he's doing voiceovers for movies. I, mm-hmm. I mean, any any Tom, Dick, or Harry who has a good voice can be doing. You know, voiceovers. You don't see any bodybuilders doing voiceovers other than, you know, say Arnold, if, if you know, the role came along. But, I mean, they're just not marketable. I don't care what, any, what anybody says. They'll never be as marketable as somebody who looks more like the classic physique or men's physique. It's, it's just the way mainstream is. You know, we look at bodybuilders as, you know, we kind of put them on a pedestal because we know what it takes to get to that point and we appreciate the hard work and determination that, that it took for them to get there. Whereas, you know, if I would show my wife a picture of Phil Heath, she would be like, what the fuck? Like, what is what is that thing? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it's just not the norm for what, you know, our mainstream is is looking for and used to. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, but the sport of, of bodybuilding just isn't on the radar. Right. And yeah, it's all I think all the I think people are when it comes to bodybuilding, bodybuilding is so far removed from 
the sports in our country that are actually popular that these this notion of like mainstream and being in movies like what why that's not even the same that's not the same discussion of why bodybuilding is not popular like if you say why is arm wrestling not popular in our country well because the guys can't be in movies like what is that what do you mean like we're talking about arm wrestling not like what what first of all no one gets a movie role just because of how they look and when they do it's bob chick doing curls and dodgeball and he's on the screen for four seconds hey rory you know, like it's, 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 that's, that's, that's not how you get roles. Like, look at like Arnold was, uh, the word and not like Arnold should be next to the word anomaly in the dictionary. He was different, you know? And to think that, and even if like, even if let's say Evan Senapani had a great fucking career in, in Hollywood, that's not going to make bodybuilding more popular, maybe right. a little bit, but it's just that's a different thing. We don't need we need bodybuilding to be more popular. We don't need more huge physiques in Hollywood. Like that doesn't that's not what we do. We don't we're not we're not like a casting agency. We're we're bodybuilding, you know? We need to think about ways to make bodybuilding the sport of bodybuilding more popular, not how to make the bodybuilders more marketable so they can be like, what is, who cares about that? I don't give a shit about like, yeah, I'd like to see more diesel guys in movies like that. I know and shit like, um, speaking of which Stan Efferding was on shark tank. You guys should go check that out. Um, uh, he was on shark tank, uh, pitching his cooler. It was a really, really cool thing on shark tank. Like I won't even spoil it, but check that out. Um, it, it, it's just like that. That's not, that's not, and no other sport. Like, what's another sport that's not popular here? Like, what's a competitive eating? Like, if you're a competitive eater, like, you no one would ever say, well, you know, it's those guys can't be in movies and be mainstream. So it's like, well, you don't see Usain Bolt in movies or or Tom Brady or you know Steph Curry. Like, they're on commercials because they 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 have at you know. It's it's like that's not the point. The point is not to get bodybuilders on television. It's to make the sport of bodybuilding more popular. Um, and I don't, I don't think so in that same vein, no pun intended, these guys like the, the classic physique guys, their physiques being more mainstream is not going to help the popularity from the outside. Like, yeah. Okay. These guys, they're going to be better for a, uh, crest tooth whitening commercial and all this other stuff, but they're not going to be, they're not that the sport itself is not going to be more popular because they, people all oh, like the physique. I want to look like that. It's like, it's just not, that's not how sports work. Sports are popular because they're entertaining, not because you like want to be like them. I don't know. Like look, the, the, the NBA is, the guys are on average like six foot nine. Nobody's six foot nine. Who listening to this knows a person personally who's six nine? Nobody has the six. Nobody is fucking six nine, and that's an average height person in the NBA. You don't. It, but it's got millions and millions, billions even probably of fans. Like the, it, it has nothing to do with that mainstream look and appeal. Like that. That's like this weird cop out we do in bodybuilding. I just think. 
there are other reasons that bodybuilding are not popular. You know, it comes down to steroids and all the other stuff we actually talked about last week. But, um, this, this, I don't know. I just don't like the notion of mainstream and, and, uh, attainability and all this crap. And it's, it's just not, it's totally missing the point in my opinion. And, uh, either way, you guys should definitely go check out that video on generation iron of, of Steve and, um, Steven and Kai going back and forth and how they how they talk about I mean the one thing I will agree with that with Steve is yeah bodybuilders fill the seats or bodybuilding fans fill the seats but I don't think I would like to see the New York Pro because he talks about the New York Pro being sold out I'd like to see the New York Pro with only bodybuilding 212 and open and see if it still sells out Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. But you got to understand, if you have 200 bikini girls, that's at least 200 asses in the seat. No bikini girl is going to compete at the New York Pro and have nobody there watching her, you know? It's it's just not feasible. So, I don't know. I, I think that the 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 idea, what, what the industry is, I think, doing right now is it's the promoters and the head, the, the, the head honchos and the powers that be are trying to make they are trying to make more money for the industry and for themselves at the expense of having fans so like you can make what other sport thinks it's a good idea for everyone to be able to compete only in bodybuilding does pe- do people say that's a good idea. Do smart people say that's a good idea? Well, more people will compete, more of them, more of them are like, what, what? It's like, there are talks in the NBA of doing the opposite of that. Cutting down the team so it's hard. Like, there's no other sport or industry where you say, let's let more lesser gifted people in to compete and that's a good thing like yeah it's a good thing for the pockets of the promoters and the the powers that be but in regards to the popularity of the sport it just further waters it down and makes it lame um you know i just don't think i just don't see where he's coming from in, in regards to that now i think kai is i think kai his um i think his point or his side of the argument is correct i just don't think he is i don't think his reason for being correct is correct you know what i'm saying like i think i think he's right about his final point that it's dying but i think the reasons he laid out that it is dying i think are are wrong i don't think it really has to do with uh the physiques being too big and on mainstream i think it has to do with just um filtering people away from it and and the and the fan base just shrinking because of people being filtered. I mean the less you know the less people who get into bodybuilding then the less the less fans there's going there, there are going to be it's just that's the way the cookie crumbles yeah so i guess uh how how long have we been on here okay so the the last the last thing i we the other thing we want to talk about uh, this, this, I guess this will be quick, and then we're going to do our showstopper, which, of course, is going to be the, the Super Bowl. Um, we uh, There was this thing on RX Muscle where they're, they're now talking again about Big Rami, uh, who really hasn't really been talked about that much lately, so it's kind of cool. Uh, I guess I don't really know. It, it's all kind of a little bit of hearsay, but 
apparently Big Rami's no longer working with Chris Aceto. Um And they think maybe it's Bader doing this or whatever, whatever. But um, I guess for our discussion, the details aren't super important. It's just the fact that uh, this whole, this, this new thing in bodybuilding, it's not super new, but it's new with the gurus and how there's like battle of the gurus and these, the way they drop coaches and get other coaches and stuff like it's, it's, it's starting to get like really finicky to me. Like, I don't know how you feel about it, but the, this, this idea that Rami would use Chris as a coach for like two years or whatever, or a year, however long it was, doesn't really matter. And then like stop and not tell him it's just like it's it's crazy to me. Like our industry is tiny. It's not like I mean you're gonna run into him somewhere in like unquestionably. You're probably gonna end up sitting next to him on a fucking plane, like at some point. So I don't know. I, I just think this whole guru flip flop thing is really it's really re- reached a point of like. It, it almost seems like it's not about the results anymore. It's about, like, other underlying stuff, you know? I got to be honest. I I saw something of this on RX, and I didn't get a chance to, to watch it because I got busy. And then you brought it up for the show. So I looked into it further. And, and I'll be honest. It, it's actually frustrating me. And, and I shouldn't even be frustrated. But... You know, as as somebody who loves the sport, quite frankly, I'm pissed off that Rami would even consider this. What what exactly does he think is going to change if uh, who all did he work with? Uh, George Farah, Dennis James, obviously Aceto and, and the, the Bader. What if if none of those guys other than Chris could get him? To the point where he was last year, why why would you change? I mean, it's almost like things went into the hyperdrive at the end of last year when when Rami really started peaking. He did well at the Olympia. I've I've never seen Rami look that good, and I think most people listening would probably agree. And then he went over and, and kind of did the, the European tour type of deal, did extremely well, looked great. I, I mean, Bader is going to have him blow up again. I mean, unless he literally just copycats what Aceto was doing and Rami just tells him, OK, Chris had me doing this and that and whatever, which in that case, quite frankly, that's a slap in the face to, to Aceto. I mean, to put in the work, fine tuning Rami and getting him to where he was last year, all of a sudden to have it, you know, have the rug pulled out from under him. I would be pissed if I was Chris right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and based off of the comments that I've been seeing from Chris, that's pretty much the way it is. I mean, he's salty and he has a right to be. I I don't understand what's going on. And, you know, I, I don't have to. It's none of my business to be, <laughs> to be honest. But as, as somebody who, you know, wants to give you guys the information that you want to hear with, with the sport of bodybuilding is, is Bader paying Rami to leave a I, I would hope not, but you know, I, I agree with some of the people who have commented on, on this whole situation that I wouldn't blame Rami 
I mean, money is money, and to him, this is a business, and he's looking to make money. So if he has to, and and we don't even know if he was paid, and if he was, how much? I would hope for Rami's case, if he did jump ship and it was a financial type of thing, that it was financially worthwhile for him to do because I don't see him placing anywhere close to where he was last year for this coming season. I, I don't see it happening, but I mean, I you can't knock Bader and what he's doing over there at Oxygen Gym. I mean, everybody who's gone over to, to Kuwait just looks freaky. I mean, you, you can't take that against him or, or knock him for it. But for whatever reason, he just couldn't get Rami to where Aceto had him last year. And I think this might come back to haunt him. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think I think just like the, the drama alone is going to hurt him. Um, and I, I said I posted on the RX because they were uh, obviously there was a thread about this. And um, I just said, like, I'm kind of over talking about Rami because, listen, this is a guy in 2013, four years ago, he won his pro debut, probably looked his best ever, honestly. I don't think he's ever eclipsed 2013 New York Pro. Yeah, at the finals this year at the Olympia, he was harder, but I don't know. I think his V-taper, his skin quality, his muscle fullness, his taper and everything was better in New York in 13. But, um, so we thought he was going to win the Olympia. We thought there was a possibility of him winning the Olympia in 13, and now he's been the, through four Olympias. His best placing is fourth, despite working with DJ, George, the Camel Crew, and Chris Aceto. So it's like, what else is there to do? You, you, you really, in reality, haven't even come close to winning the Olympia. You haven't even done the Arnold, so you haven't tested those waters. It's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of over it until he shows me something. But I, I've, I get the feeling that who Rami works with is becoming more about, uh, I guess, how do I put this? It's like becoming more about other things than it is about him doing well. Like, I feel like it's, it's about him making the Middle East or, um, uh, Kuwait, the, 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 the new bodybuilding hub, the new Mecca. It's more about that than it is, Rami doing well at the Olympia um, because it's hard to argue against Rami working with Chris if your goal is to get him to win the Olympia. Now, if your goal is to make Kuwait more of a bodybuilding hub than it already is, I guess, yeah, Rami going back there is it's, it's, it's like, I guess you could say, well, other pros see Rami going to Kuwait, so they want to go to Kuwait and so on and so forth. I feel like it's becoming more of like a, a business strategy, like where he's working. And I feel like this is kind of my original point kind of went this direction. Like who people are working with is becoming more of a business decision than it is a physical results decision. Cause like, well, I've heard, I've heard rumors of people working with George Farah just to like, they don't do anything George says they just want to be associated with him because of good graces and whatever else. And I think, like, I, I'll ask you this question. Do you know, can you think of any bodybuilder that went to Kuwait and then placed better afterwards? Now, yeah, they go there and they get freaky, but has anyone gone to Kuwait then come back and, like, had better placings? I don't know if anyone's done that. 
Ruley. I don't know. His best placing at the Olympia is seventh in 2013. And oh, oh you're talking specifically the Olympia. Or, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess I that's... I mean, in, that's... in general, look at, look at Ruley, though. I mean, Ruley, this was his best year, and it was the year that he was over in Kuwait. Um, I mean, obviously, it wasn't Victor Martinez's best year. I mean, he's he's a fraction of his former self, but he had a decent year after he went over to Kuwait. Um, yeah, he. The, I think Victor's a good one. I don't. I don't. I don't think that Rami or Ruli. I think because when Ruli first went to Kuwait, he came back and looked nine months pregnant and looked terrible. This year, yeah, he looked good, but I don't know. I still think he was probably his best in 2013 when he got beat by Jay Cutler and he should have been like fourth. Not seventh or whatever he ended up. What about but, uh, yeah. Nathan Dayasha? Did Nathan Dayasha ever? Oh yeah, I guess he came from the UK, right? Yeah, and then he he was training over there at Oxygen, and he right. had a decent year. Right. Yeah, he improved again. Though you're looking at a young guy who's going to improve anyways. But I just don't see like so you see guys go to George and get better, like Dexter. Whether it was George or not, you see that. You see guys go to Hani and get better, like George or. Uh, um, J and 09. You see guys who are already established go to Chris and get better. I, I haven't really seen anyone go to Kuwait and like place better. They do get freakier and stuff. Uh, so I don't know if it's really all about improvement of the physique or is it about like I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it's about something else. It's about Maybe it's easier over there, less stressful. These guys want to be freakier. Like Akeem Williams over there. Like Akeem's the biggest guy in the IFPB already. Like, I don't know. Are you going to go over to Kuwait and, and get shredded glutes? I don't know. Like, I don't see how Kuwait could make uh, Akeem Williams better because he's already bigger than everyone else. Like, he's like the other Rami, essentially. What he needs is to get in shape. I don't see how going over to Kuwait's going to get him in shape. Uh you know, I just feel like there's there's this sort of facade right now with gurus and stuff that makes people think it's strictly about their the, how the, that guru is going to make their physique look. And it's beginning to feel like it's not really about that. It's about other things. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't see like I think Kuwait is it's awesome. Like the guys can go over there and, and be like. uh be comfortable and put on muscle and be more relaxed. But the idea of Rami leaving a CEDO to go to Kuwait to, imp- to strictly improve his physique, I do not buy. I'm not like, I don't, I don't, how do you make a case for Kuwait being a better situation than Chris Aceto? I mean, Chris Aceto was um, helping pros win shows in the late eighties, you know, when I was being born, like, I don't see how you could say that Kuwait is a better situation for improving your physique than working with Chris Aceto. The track record's not there. So I just feel like something else is in, is, is at play. Um, and then of course the other, the other interesting thing about this whole, this whole topic is how important, or at least the perceived importance of gurus in modern bodybuilding compared to in the past. Like, can, I just can't imagine like back in, 
you know, the eighties when you had Lee Haney and Rich Kaspari and these guys going at it. Like, can you imagine them being like so concerned with who they're working with and who's who Rich and who Rich is working with, who Lee Haney's working with, who Lee Lebron is working with being like the main story. It well, just it's, wasn't it's ridiculous. About that. I yeah. mean Dex, Dexter it is. Dexter does not need George. And, you know, Phil does not need Hani. But, you know, the fact that you had somebody like Rami, who nobody seemed to be able to fix, <laughs> so to speak, or, or have come in, uh, you know, looking the way that he did the last year. I mean, why would you leave Aceto if your ultimate goal is to win the Olympia? That would be like Michael Jordan leaving Phil Jackson and going to, you know, work with George Carl. I mean, it's it's completely different. I mean, what what has Bader done to to bring, you know, a champion on the Olympia stage? It, it hasn't been done. Look at Aceto and and what he's done with his competitors. I, I I just don't understand the whole thing. But I agree with what you're saying. That you know what is what is the worth of a guru these days? And and frankly, I think it's they just like the title. It's it's no different. I mean, Phil Phil might make very marginal changes, uh, you know, over year over year with Hani. It's it's consistency. That's that's really what it comes down to. And I mean, the same thing with with Dexter. Dexter's physique really hasn't changed year to year other than you know his midsection getting a little bit bigger because he's putting on more size so that he can you know go on stage and compete against the bigger guys like phil and rami but you know i don't i just don't see the worth in in a lot of these so-called gurus i i think some of them are worth what they're you know being paid um Mm -hmm. And and I think it more so goes along the lines of the guys who were specifically working with uh, the nutritional aspects of the athletes. I, I mean, quite frankly, there's nothing that George can say to to Dexter or that Hani can say to Phil that is really going to make them blow up naturally. Right. Just 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 through lifting alone, you know, taking taking the nutrition side and. Uh, the drug side away from it. There's nothing that they're going to say that they're going to be like, oh, I should implement that into my training protocol because that's that'll really help. I mean, they're they're on a different level at this stage. So this, the, you know, Phil using this FST seven, you know, training protocol and oh, he's putting on all this size. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like it has nothing to do with that. Like, you know, stimulating the muscle is stimulating the muscle. I mean, it, it is what it is. But I, I don't put my worth in, in any of these gurus. I, I respect them for what they've done. You know, Hani being touted as the, the pro creator. And, hey, you know what? He, that's what he's done. So I guess if he wants to hold that title and, and put that on his business card, you know, go for it. I mean, Chris Aceto, he's, you know, the technician. Obviously, he dials people in. That's what he does. Um, but I, I just think it's ridiculous that everybody out there is is a guru and they're, you know, so well known for all of these things that really wouldn't change the outcome of some of these competitors anyways. But I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the one thing you said is that really like rings true to me is nothing has changed. So in other words, in the eighties and early nineties, there were, and even in the nineties and the mid nineties, there were really no gurus compared to today. And today, every single guy has a guru. What's different? What's different on stage? 
Like, what? Guys aren't more consistent. Guys aren't. There's no. Di- what the hell is different? It's all the same. Like, if you only watched bodybuilding, you didn't have know anything about the inner workings. All you did was watch the shows. You there'd be no. There's no like, what what happened? There's no. It's like. These gurus are this a huge topic, despite having pretty much no effect on the overall bodybuilding competition. Yeah, guys are bigger. I mean, they're. I mean, come on now. They're. I. They're bigger because they're on more shit. They're not bigger because of a guru or anything. Maybe indirectly because the guru is pumping them. I don't know. I, I just feel like science has got better. Yeah, and that's, that's not. That's what changed. If if there were no gurus. The physiques, I think, would look the same. I don't know why. It's like this, this, this weird dynamic where gurus are a huge topic, despite having pretty much no effect. Look at Rami. What the fuck? He's been through every guru there is, and it's like, oh uh, yeah. It's like I don't know what. I, what is what is the whole? I don't. I don't get it. I don't get the whole. You know, Evan Senapani went from Dave to Chris to um. Uh, Oscar and he looked the same basically. Like they're not they they have virtually no effect on the on bodybuilding in general as a whole. But they're like the biggest topic there is. It's 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 kind of strange. Um, and don't even get me started on FST seven. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Honestly, FST seven. This is no joke. FST seven is one of the one of the reasons that I that I canceled my MD subscription years ago because I. I would be so fucking agitated because I loved the guru talk when I was younger because that, that was like knowledge. <clears throat> I cared way more about what the guru said than the other guys because I felt like that would help me more. Um, and that was what I was concerned with reading a bodybuilding magazine back then. And the way that they had like a – the way they would pimp FST7, every single question – like they, they every question in, in Hani's column, which was like a long column – they were all softball questions for FST7 to be brought up, and it fucking irked me so bad that I – it was one of the driving forces in me canceling MD, to be honest with you, because that's stupid FST7 bullshit. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just an interesting dynamic the you know with, the, with these gurus and how important their, their perceived value is and how when you really look at it, nothing has really changed despite everyone having a guru now. Um, if anything, I mean, you could almost make a case they're hurting bodybuilding, but I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with that either. I just think it's kind of all the same. It's just a different way to get to a different way to skin the cat. Um, it's, it's a manager. It's, right. It's, that's what it is. Yeah. Gurus or an image even. Yeah. Yeah. It's like these celebrities who, you know, pretend to hate Trump just to look good when they really don't give a fuck about Trump or politics. They're more powerful than the politicians. Like, you know these they they just do it for uh, you know appearances and to be to look like they even Arnold does it you know Arnold doesn't give a shit come on now Arnold doesn't give a shit about he probably loves Donald Trump but he'll speak out against him to try to look good to the public um, it's all a facade uh, but anyways onto our uh, onto our showstopper here we're gonna touch on the Super Bowl real quick uh, but first don't forget to check out IronMagLabs.com use coupon code Jeff15. G-E-O-F-F-1-5 for 15% off at checkout. Uh, IronMagResearch.com, the best research chemicals and peptides on the market. 
Jeff 15, once again, for 15% off at checkout. Um, Iron Magazine is where this show airs and all the content is. Check that out and, uh, you know, support us. And by, by doing so, you support the industry. Uh, with that, we're on to uh, the showstopper, which is the Super Bowl. Um, I don't usually watch the Super Bowl. I don't really, I don't really like football that much. Um, it's one of those sports that I think, again, I think it's largely, um, I mean, I just think the media, I think we are completely controlled by the media and the government, honestly. I mean, you call me whatever you want to call me, but I mean, Duck Dynasty was one of the most popular shows. I mean, how do you explain that? (laughs) Nobody cares. Nobody cares about duck calls and duck hunting. And I mean, I was gonna say nobody. I would. I used to hunt. I was a duck hunter when I was a kid, like 14 years old. I loved that shit. But uh, I'm just saying, like, how how does that become the most popular show on television? Marketing, commercials, blah blah blah, blah. brainwashing people. Basically, you can make anything popular in America if you. You know what I'm saying? Like anything can be popular if our government and media, who are basically the same thing, despite what you guys want to believe. You can make anything popular, and I think that's kind of where football is. I think football is a great sport, but the extent of its popularity is confusing to me. Uh, and these people, like football fans, will go on and on about, oh, how do you watch baseball? It's so boring. How do you watch this? It's so boring. How do you watch golf? It's so boring. Like, listen, football is like four minutes of nothing, huddling and shit and timeouts, and then they line up, they play for about – 15 seconds and then it's another four minutes of nothing like it's not come on now stop with this super exciting bullshit like there's most sports i mean there's more action in golf than football if you think about it if you figured out how much play time there is in football it'd probably be 10 minutes in a whole game so i mean don't you know it's one of those things that kind of irks me this whole notion of football and so exciting and everything like not really i mean if you don't if you remove yourself from all the ads and all the all the, you know, hoopla and just watch the game. It's not very exciting of a game. It's a lot like baseball. It's standing around, standing around, you know, 10 to 20 seconds of playing, standing around, standing around, 10 to 20 seconds of playing. Um, but anyways, well, now that I got that off my chest, it was, I mean, I guess for a football fan, it was like the greatest Super Bowl of all time. You had this massive comeback, um, which is ironic because it's pretty much the same exact story from the NBA Finals last year. I mean, you had LeBron James is the best player pretty much. I mean, it's not even really disputable in the in the whole in 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 the world. And he came back from a 3-1 deficit to win with this epic greatest comeback in NBA history. And then you have Tom Brady, the best player in the world for football, and he comes back with this epic comeback. And it's, it's kind of the same exact story, which also kind of makes you wonder. I'm not saying shit is like, I'm not saying it's all like it's set up or anything. It's just kind of interesting how the storylines are kind of the same. Even the teams are kind of the same in, in the way they're constructed and how powerful and fast the Falcons were and how crazy, you know, Golden State was. It's kind of a, a similar story. But um, like I said, I'm not really a huge football fan. But uh, so what did, what did you make of the Super Bowl? And I mean, did you watch the whole thing? And how, how, how do you kind of interpret the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the whole thing. I mean, for for us, we like football in, in our house. Um, my wife is a big Steelers fan. We kind of went over this 
in the last episode and and obviously us being on the east coast i'm i'm the eagles fan but yeah. uh i mean i don't th- i don't think there's many people who who like the patriots if if you don't live in new england <laughs> um right. i mean you can't knock tom brady i mean the stuff that he's done that's another similarity people don't like lebron either yeah yeah and i mean it's it's tough i mean it's not like Tom Brady went, uh, you know, number one in the draft, and he was supposed to be this, you know, awesome guy. He he kind of had a slow start, and grew into um, his role as quarterback for the Patriots. And and the funny thing is, he he always finds a way to win. And I mean, I know people are going to say that's because they cheat, you know, Deflate Gate and all the stuff that that went along with it. But I mean, I, I tip my hat. I mean, it's it's a team effort, obviously, to to win. Tom Brady can't do it himself. It's not like he's throwing the ball up in the air, running down the field and catching it himself. But, you know, it's it was, for me, amazing to see them come back. I mean, nobody came back in a Super Bowl ever from, uh, it was like a 25-point deficit or something like that, yep. to, to come back to win. So, I mean, that was kind of cool to watch. And I was rooting for the Falcons. I wanted them to win. So for the entire first half, I was sitting there with a smile on my face, you know, with a smirk, thinking, ha, 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 Tom Brady's going to get his ass whooped. Kind of like Kai Green's little smirk in uh, in the Generation Iron <laughs> clip. But, uh, you know, quickly I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> like this this is going south quickly. And, and sure enough, the Falcons completely fell apart. Uh, the Patriots pulled it together, and they they made the comeback. So, you know, I thought it was interesting. I thought the game was more interesting than the commercials for once. And and generally, I would go do whatever I needed to do during the game because I didn't want to skip the, the commercials. But I thought the commercials were absolutely horrid this year. Um, way too many political um, points trying to be made in commercials. And, and you know what? I... I'm not the type of person that that I want something thrown in my face all the time. I'll think what I want. I'll make a decision on my own. And, you know, you're not going to change my decision by putting out, uh, you know, different commercials and stuff in my face and trying to change my positioning. In fact, you're just going to piss me off even more. Um, I'm a free thinker. I'm going to think what I want. But overall, I, I thought it was a good game. And, you know, I tip my hat to the Patriots. I thought there was no way in hell that they were going to come back from that deficit. But I guess you can never count somebody out. Yeah, I agree. Definitely hats off to Tom Brady. And I'm one of the few people who I love the I love the dominant champs. I love the guys who are like untouchable in sports. Like I love LeBron. I love Tom. I mean, I don't love Tom. I don't really follow football. But, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's cool. And I'm glad that I actually one of the Super Bowls that I ended up actually watching was one of the great ones. Uh, like last year, I didn't watch that at all. I've heard about that stupid play at the end of the game where they should have ran that guy and everything, Marshawn Lynch or whatever his name is. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I just think and, and and I'll end it with this. Um, in true Jeff Roberts fashion, the commercials were nauseating. Uh, it was just like I mean. You got to corral the sheeple. That's all they were. Like you just said, it's fucking sheeple corralling and like putting ideas in people's heads that are fucking, it's all bullshit. Um, I think the, the way that football is government subsidized and shoved down our throats the way it is, the, the commercials were just like the same fucking thing. It's all this political nonsense and I won't even get into it cause I'll offend people. But <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all like, you know, like you said, it's all like, 
you know, this, the, the, the commercials were like a brainwashing fucking session for all these fucking, you know, people. And I, I feel the same way. I think the commercials have gotten worse and worse over the years, or maybe I've just gotten smarter and smarter. I don't know, or more open-minded or something, but a lot of the commercials, I just shook my head. I was like, man, that was hard to watch. So like, so clearly fueled by ulterior motives, like to me at least it's just like man this shit like just pounding ideas into our faces like you said um i mean most people don't see it that way they're just like they're along for the ride you know like i said they're just keeping the sheep in line so that everything stays their way you know but um you know with that we've come to the end of another of another episode of central bodybuilding episode 81 um has come to an end and uh super bowl's over uh, new things, new things on the horizon here. I thought it was a good show. Uh, pretty much stayed on the bodybuilding, uh, uh, stayed in the the bodybuilding uh, world, which I like. I like when that happens, really. And uh, I can promise you that nobody in the industry will, um, will uh, dissect those two topics the way we did. Uh, I mean, even I mean, I guess Dave and Chris dissected the one topic heavier but i mean i mean chris is the topic so it's kind of hard to to top that but as far as that video i think we got we uh we squeeze as much water out of that bad boy as you, you can possibly do and i like when we do that sort of thing i like really delving into topics and uh really getting into like the nitty-gritty so we did that and i think that's cool so um that's it like i said check out ironmaglabs.com spend some money over there and uh that's all we got uh, for Matt Wyke down in PA. I am Jeff Roberts, and we are out of here.